This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec, the podcast that keeps you updated and educated. Tech Guide, episode 576. Hello and welcome to the show. It's amazing to have your company once again. Thank you so much for joining me. My name is Stephen Fennec and I'm the editor of techguide.com.au. On this week's show, the fallout from the catastrophic Optus outage continues. What does the future hold for the telco? Laser has released a product that brings CarPlay and Android Auto to your vehicle. And Apple TV Plus comes to the Fetch TV box. In the Tech Guide reviews, we're going to take a look at the Pantheon Obsidian speaker that looks like a work of art. Rode has released the signature edition of its iconic NT1 microphone, and Samsung offers affordable luxury with its latest smartphone. And we'll answer all of your questions in the Tech Guide help desk. And it's all brought to you by Netgear, the company that keeps you connected, and Norton, the company that keeps you protected. Well, hasn't it been a week to remember or forget, depending on what side of the fence you're sitting on, for Optus? Optus uh, had their, their major outage uh, last Wednesday, and that was a couple of days after we recorded our previous episode. Uh, I have spoken about it at length on our Two Blokes Talking Tech podcast. If you haven't heard that, we recorded that the day of the outage, so plenty to hear there. I'm going to fill you in on some additional information here, but it's still a disastrous outcome for Optus. We've seen the response to Optus once again was was just disappointing, to be t- totally frank, completely disappointing. And uh, we didn't hear from the CEO, Kelly Bayer-Rosemarin, until about 10.45 a.m. She gave an interview on ABC Radio. This was something like six and a half hours after 10 million Optus customers woke up to no internet, no mobile phones, and no landline calls either. The trifecta of outages. And she took six and a half hours to come to come out and talk to the customers. She should have been on breakfast TV on the hour. She should have been updating customers, but uh, that's not to be. Now, that is astounding, astonishing in itself. But when you consider that in September last year, they had a similar response to their data breach. We took It took ages to hear from the CEO and... It, there was just a lack of information, lack of communication with their customers. Uh, this time around, he, here's how funny this got. Optus said, well, there's plenty of information on our website for, for customers. How the heck are customers going to get to the website without mobile phone coverage or the internet? This is, this is what we're, we're, we're dealing with. So that was, that was bad enough. Now, for customers, of course last Wednesday was a horrific day. And not look, when you can't make phone calls or connect to the internet, things that you take for granted, like having water and electricity in your house, then that is a massive worry. Because you got to remember, a lot of people are working from home, so they need that connection. 
they they can't they need to contact people. <laughs> That's why they've got their mobile phone, and a lot of people don't have a landline. That wasn't working anyway. If you had an Optus landline, so it was quite the day. And if you're running a business, it was also a very costly day as well because collectively around the country, you were probably talking tens of millions of dollars that were lost in businesses. So your your cafes and your barbershops and all these places that that expect their customers to pay with a tap and go with with their phone or a credit card were now they were unable to accept payment because they had lost their connection. Even even little mundane things like the I I, I had to make a payment through my Com bank account and the net code that you receive to confirm that it's you actually making the payment that didn't come through because that's an, that's obviously through Optus. So that, that did so the company had to pay. Uh, they had to wait an extra day for me to pay them. So uh, that's just one of many examples. The railways were, were uh, late in Victoria. Uh, a lot of government departments were couldn't do business either because they're connected through Optus as well. So the effects are felt far and wide. Now on top of all this happening, still deafening silence from Optus in terms of what caused the outage. It took them 36 hours to finally explain the cause of the outage. We wrote on Tech Guide on Tuesday from our sources were telling us that it was a data routing issue. We wrote that at 3 o'clock on, Tuesday, uh, on Wednesday afternoon. It took Optus till 5 o'clock on Thursday to confirm that. Uh, and again, the longer they waited to tell us exactly what was wrong, the longer they looked like they had no idea what they were doing. You come out in front of this. We've had outages before. Telstra had an outage a few years ago. Started at 10. At 11.30, they told us what was wrong and how they're fixing it. That gave customers at least a bit of peace of mind, a little confidence to know that their telco knew what the hell was going on. Optus, in this case, they looked clueless because they weren't they weren't sharing this information. And the if they don't share information then speculation takes its place and the speculation was that confidence from customers was plummeting and that they had they thought that the company had no idea now in terms of the effects of this for optus this is this is going to be a black eye on the company for some time because it's going to hit their bottom line now during the breach it was it was an alarming thing and customers were worried but they still had their services you could still connect to the internet. You can still make a phone call. So while customers were upset and concerned that their data was out in the world, their, the, the actual service that they were paying for was still there. And so there were a few customers that left Optus that they decided were out. And that, that was they, they never ever told us what it was, but my info was that it was almost a million customers they lost. And But now Optus says a few months later, I think middle of this year, Optus was saying that they were now uh, customer positive. So not only had they regained the million or whatever that number was that they lost, but they had also regained new customers thanks to some very aggressive marketing through the new phone releases like the S20, the S23 from Samsung. Optus really went hard to offer these amazing deals for customers to win them back. And they did. Same thing for the iPhone. They really went hard with the iPhone 15. Uh, a lot of plans were were way, way better value than other companies. This is Optus's way of aggressively trying to win back customers. And they did. But this time around, after the outage, 
they are bleeding customers. And how do we know this? Anyone who was out and about on Wednesday, anyone would have seen at that time lines down the street outside Telstra stores, outside Vodafone stores, Kogan Mobile, 400% increase in eSIM sales. And Kogan, they cheekily offered a 60% discount for any first time, any customers, new customers for the first month. I even received a press release from Vodafone to say that how easy it would be to switch to Vodafone and activate the eSIM on your smartphone rather than having to take the time to get a plastic SIM card, the message of that press release was that you could switch to Vodafone within minutes. And that's what they did. A lot of people made the move. And so how this is gonna, how is this going to pan out for Optus? Well, it's going to hit their bottom line for a start. They are gonna. They're gonna. They'll. They'll see just exactly how many customers have decided to take their business elsewhere, and try their luck with another telco. Now, that's not to say other telcos don't have outages. There, there's no telco that hasn't had an outage. How long that outage is and how they handle that and and communicate that. That's my, what's what makes the difference between the companies. As a matter of fact, if you're thinking of leaving Optus, then good luck to you. If that's that's your choice. But after the events of last week, it might, it might, it'll sound really strange to hear this, but Optus is probably the least likely telco to have an outage after what happened last week. They are now really working hard to ensure that doesn't happen again. Now, the reason it happened, I mentioned before, it was a data routing issue. So basically, when there's data coming through into the system, they can't just let it all flood the network. So it's routed to so in, down various parts of the network so there's no bottlenecks. Now, there was a, the problem, and this is really super simplifying it. The problem was that a router, there was a cascading fault or something with a router, couldn't handle all the data coming through. And it, its first, its, it, its, its default action was to shut down. And that's what brought down the entire network. Now, experts in the meantime, including a mate of mine, Matt Matt Tett, he's a, he's a friend, he runs the, the NX Labs. Uh, he was explaining in the media that the Optus network was set up with all their major services in the same backbone. So basically, rather than separating the different parts of the network so that they, they have their own routing centres, the backbone had all three of their services, landline, mobile, internet, on the same backbone. Now, at the time, they thought the chances of an outage at that particular place were the odds were very low. But guess what happened? The outage happened and all it brought their entire business down. So they anything that they were selling, phone, landline, internet, was has ceased to exist for that day. And it took some time for it to, to return. I was hearing that around 12.30, 1 p.m., customers were still able, were starting to be able to make phone calls. But well into the night, I was receiving mess emails and, and messages on social media to say that even at 11 o'clock at night, there were some people who still hadn't had their, had their uh, internet returned. So this is, it, it was a day to forget for Optus. And you'd think that after the breach, they would have handled it a little differently. Uh, their comms team, which is massive, Really, they, they took 36 hours to come up with a four-paragraph statement to say how sorry they are and how much they appreciate our patience. Uh, and they offered a measly 200 megabytes of data to compensate 
business customers and other customers. They gave her there was a pre, if you're on a prepaid plan, you're going to get un, uh, you're going to get free data on the weekends. What what a what a poor response to this whole thing. People have got more data than they know what to do with. So you reckon an extra 200 gigs is going to move the needle? Not at all. Uh, there'd be businesses that they'd be entitled to some compensation. They did lose thousands of dollars. And as I said, collectively, you're probably talking millions of dollars that was lost in trading that particular day. How does 200 megabytes, sorry, 200 gigabytes of data remedy that? That doesn't pay the bills. Data doesn't pay your bills. So how's Optus going to fare? The question I've been getting constantly is, will Optus CEO Kelly Bayer-Rosemar and keep her job? Now, I suspect she will, uh, the, the, uh, un unless there's a catastrophic effect to the bottom line, then it might be in their best interest to, to look at someone else to lead the company. But I think that internally, they, I, I think that she's very, very highly regarded. After the data breach of speaking to various Optus people, various contacts, they, their impression was that she did an amazing job during the data breach. Internally, that was the feeling. Externally, I'm afraid to say that wasn't quite the case. Whether she's still held in the same regard after this outage within the company, we don't know. Uh, that if she's shown the door, then we know that there's been a massive change. Who knows what's going to happen there? Keep an eye on Tech Guide. We'll be keeping on top of the whole story for you. Uh, if you have any questions too, we'd love to help you. And if you want any suggestions as well, if you want, if you're thinking of quitting Optus. Stick around for our help desk. We've gone and found four great plans uh, that will give you some great value for yourself, for your family. So stick around to listen to that. But if you want to read more about the Optus saga, we've written a couple of stories and you can read them all at techguide.com.au. Keeping you updated and educated. Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec. All right, let's change gears here. And this is, I'm talking about an in-car product here. So if you can get the joke there, that's not, not a bad little pun there. Uh, Laser has released a new product that can bring Apple CarPlay and Android Auto to your vehicle. So say you're driving an older car that doesn't quite have the, it's not smart enough or new enough to run Apple CarPlay or Android Auto you can install the Navigator 7-inch portable wireless touchscreen and boom, you've got Apple CarPlay and Android Auto, depending on if you're using an iPhone or an Android phone, right there in your car. And it only costs 169 bucks. So with CarPlay and Android Auto, you get access to your smartphone safely while you're driving. So you can access mapping apps. So if you say you want to use Apple Maps, Google Maps, Waze, plenty of choices. If you want to access your music, you've got Apple Music, Spotify, Amazon Music, all the different services as well that you can now play through this device also. And you do have voice control. So if you use Siri, Google Assistant, you can issue commands and even send and receive messages just using your voice. Call people. You might say, call Stephen Fennec. If you've got my number, then you'll be ringing me if you say that in your car. And so the, this brings, it, it turns, for want of a better term, dumb cars into a smart car. And it's really simple to install. It, 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 does, it does have uh, the, the mount, so you can actually mount it to your windscreen, uh, has the power connection as well. Uh, so it, it actually doesn't look too bad in your car. It, it actually, nice little solution. So say you're, you're running an old vehicle, an older vehicle that doesn't have CarPlay, uh, then 
here's, here's a chance for you to bring your car into the 21st century. Not that your car is was built in the 20th century, but if you know you know what I mean, it it does give you the ability then to have access to these services uh, and wirelessly. By the way, so you, it's got Bluetooth and Wi-Fi on board, so you got wireless CarPlay, wireless Android Auto. So there are some cars where you still need to connect a cable to activate CarPlay or Android Auto. In this case, uh, you don't you don't need a cable; it's all done wirelessly. So just in summary, you see you've got all the navigation features, Apple Maps, Google Maps, Waze, all your music, so Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, anything else you subscribe to, messaging as well, so you get access to your messages, WhatsApp as well is available, uh, hands-free calling too. Don't forget, this is a, a car kit as well, so you can call people uh, and has AirPlay and Miracast as well, so you're able to stream your audio. And it is powered by USB, so uh, you can uh, it connects to your car. Seven-inch LCD screen with in-plane switching, so really, really good, uh, consistent and very responsive touchscreen as well. So wide viewing angle also, so your passenger and yourself, you can see it if you're if it's in the middle of your car and you're off on the driver's side, you can still see it quite easily. Bluetooth and Wi-Fi on board. Also has an FM transmitter, so it can be tuned to the to an FM radio, so you can uh, have everything transmitted through the car's audio system, or there's a built-in speaker on the device itself. Um, there's also an extendable windscreen mount. And if you wanted to, you can add a reversing camera. That's a, just an extra $29.95. The Navigator reverse camera adds that to that feature to the screen. So when you hit it in reverse, you can see everything that's behind you. Reversing camera, boom, for an extra $29.95. The Navigator 7-inch portable wireless touchscreen is $169. It's available now at Harvey Norman. There's a link on Tech Guide. The add-on reverse camera, $29.95 on top of that. So for, what's that, under $300, sorry, under $200, you got the portable touchscreen the, and the reversing camera. So, bang, boom, you got, you got under $200. You got Apple CarPlay. Android Auto, reversing camera if you want to add that as well. If you don't, it's a hardly 169 bucks, and that's a pretty good deal if you ask me. A lot of people who have been wishing to have CarPlay and Android Auto, your wish has been granted. Check it out. Laser's new Navigator touchscreen brings you Apple CarPlay and Android Auto, 169 bucks. You can read our complete story at techguide.com.au. Apple TV Plus is now available on Fetch TV. Fetch, I've been using Fetch. I do love Fetch because I've got it in my theatre and I love accessing their movie store. The movie store has all the new releases. You can rent them. You can buy them on 4K. It's awesome. And I do watch free-to-air TV in my theatre through the Fetch Mighty, the bigger box. But get this. I've got a Fetch Mini upstairs in my, my video studio. It's where I do all my video reviews. And that, what it does, it actually transmits free to air. There's no aerial in that other room. It transmits free to air from the theater in my home up to that little box, the little mini, the mini 4K box. And so I'm able to watch free to air that's relayed from the mighty. How good's that? And I'm able to access all the stuff that I've downloaded and bought on the movie store as well. But there's a new feature. Apple TV Plus is the latest content offering. Now, you got to remember, Fetch TV also has... Paramount Plus, Netflix, 
YouTube, all of these other services. Stan, you, you can link all of your services to the fetch box. So that way, when you're looking for content, say you're searching for a movie or a TV show and it's available on those other services. Yeah, it'll say it's available in the movie store, but it'll, it'll then say to you, you know what, it's free on Apple TV Plus or on Netflix or here or there. So you've got the choice as a customer to make use of all of your streaming services, put them all in one place. You still need to pay for them, of course. Apple TV Plus, I think, is $12.99 a month. Netflix is, you know how much all those cost. And if you've got memberships to all of those streaming services, you can access them through the Fetch Box. So it's everything in one place, your free-to-air TV channels, your premium TV channels as well, as well as all your streaming services. Now, Apple TV Plus have some pretty good shows. I've got to say, I'm a big Ted Lasso fan, so three seasons of that. I got to, and I have to tell you this: season three of Morning Wars. If you haven't seen that, that's on Apple TV. Reese Witherspoon, Jennifer Aniston, John Hamm is in it this year. Really good cast. Billy Crudup, great, great role. He's is the boss of NBA there, the the TV station. One of the, it is probably the best season of the three. First, second season were good. The third season of Morning Wars, I'll tell you right now, is amazing. There's another good show too that I watched recently, Hijack, that was on uh, with Idris Elba starring uh, as on a plane that gets hijacked. And I'm also just getting into Silo. Silo, I just finished reading the Hugh Howie book called Wool, which is the first of three parts of the Silo trilogy. And I thought, I want to read the book first before I watch the show. And the show is like I could – it's really faithful to the book. Really enjoying that as well. And of course, there's all these exclusive movies too that uh, Apple TV produces. Uh, you, you've got Greyhound starring Tom Hanks, a great World War II film. Uh, that, that's a pretty cool show too. There's another movie called Palmer starring uh, J, uh, Justin Timberlake. Actually, a surprisingly good movie, and he, he's uh, starring Timberlake. It's a, it's a pretty good show. A bit of a tearjerker. So get the box of tissues ready right there. But so much more content you can enjoy. And now, if you've got a Fetch TV, fetch tv box it's all there in one place you can check it out for yourself if you want to read our story you can see it at techguide.com.au this is tech guide with stephen fennick the tech guide podcast is proudly supported by norton they're the company that can keep you and your family safe online how much do you share online would you know what to do if your devices were compromised by malware or if your personal information was used without your knowledge. Australians have been exposed to the real threat of recent data breaches. This means it's crucial to help protect your devices, privacy and personal information. Introducing Norton 360 Platinum with device security, a VPN for online privacy, parental controls and identity theft protection with dedicated restoration support and dark web monitoring, you have a comprehensive plan in place to help ensure your information stays private. It's peace of mind for your devices and your identity. With Norton 360 Platinum, if you become a victim of identity theft, you'll have access to our dedicated identity restoration specialists to help you address your identity theft claim and help you resolve it. Peace of mind with your identity starts here. Norton Identity Advisor is available at Officeworks, Harvey Norman, JB Hi-Fi and online at au.norton.com. And now, a Tech Guide review with Stephen Fennick. Have we got a review for you? This is a, I've got to say, this is an amazing product. 
It's the Pantheon Obsidian. Now, this is, at first glance, you probably think, what the hell is this thing? Is it a work of art? Yes, it is. Is it a speaker? Yes, it is. So it's a speaker that also happens to be a work of art. It's got this unique shape. It's not like your typical speaker that's a box and that's black, although it's available in black or white. This is a handcrafted a handcrafted product that's one of a kind. Each product is unique is unique. So not every not every product looks the same. Well, they are same shape, but there's little little minute details that are truly unique exclusive to that particular product. So this is this is actually the second product that was released by Pantheon. I remember just before the pandemic, I saw the Pantheon 1. Now this was a speaker that was was quite large and 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 quite expensive too. Uh, the Obsidian is is not cheap either. I'll tell you the price of that in a moment, but the Pantheon their mission is to bring high quality audio but present it in this amazing work of art. It's something that you could display in your home like as much as a, it's as much a decoration as it is a speaker. And you can tell right away too the quality that you see, the just the the, the use of materials and the, the 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 exterior of the speaker, the cloth covering covering the the grill. Uh, everything is premium on this product. Uh, it does have a built-in battery as well, a rechargeable battery. So it surprised me to learn that it was was portable because it's not small. It has it's thirty six centimeters tall has a 25-centimetre footprint, and it weighs 5 kilograms. So it's not it's not the – when you think of a portable speaker, you normally find a handle and it's light. This is portable, so it, it but it is quite big. I think some customers may need help to move this around. Like if I gave this to my mother, I don't think she could move this around the house very easily. So you, it is portable, but some people may need some help moving it around. So – the only that's one of the downsides. It is large, larger and heavier than your regular portable speaker, but nonetheless, it can be moved, and that battery lasts up to fifteen hours on a single charge as well. So, look on the audio side. Let's look, I've talk, told you about what this thing looks like, uh, and it looks amazing. You can see pictures of it on Tech Guide. But on the audio side, the sound quality is amazing. It's stunning. There is DSP-controlled amplifier and high-excursion mid-bass driver on board as well. There's silk dome tweeters as well. So that brings the clarity and so to you your mids and highs. And the bass in this thing, there's a bit of this is a there's a bit of volume to this. This if it would if it wanted to, the obsidian could have just got over the top bass and just totally flooded out the whole audio, the whole sound. But what I like about it is it's kept it in check. It's kept it to at just the right level so it's not overpowering the rest of the music. So how I describe it is it does have a decent scale, so it is quite quite authoritative sound, and that it's loud enough to fill a house, not just a room. Let me get that clear. But there's still the clarity and detail there despite that massive sound that it can produce. So I think that with that in combination with the right level of bass, and it's it's not overpowering at all. It's very well balanced. I think that's the right word to use there. The music quality I've said in my review, it fits the character of the speaker. It can be it can stand out, but it's subtle at the same time. Now the Obsidian both has both Wi-Fi 
and Bluetooth connectivity. So you can connect through your wireless network. So you can play, look, if you can afford more than one, you can make this a multi-room system via your Wi-Fi network. If you've only got one, of course, you can either use Wi-Fi to connect or Bluetooth. Bluetooth allows you to connect as well. With Wi-Fi, you can connect your your Tidal, Spotify, whatever you want. You can turn it into a multi-room system. You can also connect via Bluetooth, and that'll bring in Apple to, uh, Apple Music. Apple Music wasn't available on Wi-Fi how, when I connected it, uh, but I was able to Bluetooth to the speaker and have all my, my Apple Music, my podcasts, whatever I want to listen to, audiobooks, through the speaker as well. But it gets better. Not only is it beautiful and sounds great, it's also smart. This is an Alexa speaker. So it's a, everything you, you'd get from a normal Alexa smart speaker, you get right here with the Obsidian as well. So any of those voice commands, you can access your music. You can even, if it's part of your smart home eco, ecosystem, you can even control your devices with your voice through the Obsidian as well. So uh, Alexa smart speaker, it does have Apple AirPlay on board also. So plenty of connectivity. It's even got a line in. So if you want to connect with a cable even, you can hear your music through the Obsidian as well. The companion app, really uh, it really easy to navigate. does really help you uh, set it up too. It takes minutes to set up. Very, very easy. It'll find the speaker. Whether you're connecting via Wi-Fi or Bluetooth, you can easily switch as well. You can select the source uh, through Wi-Fi or Bluetooth or line in. It's up to you. You can access all that through the companion app as well. All right, it's now time to tell you the price. The Obsidian from Pantheon is priced at $1,999. Yes, it's expensive, but there's nothing like this. I think the, the biggest thing about this, the, the biggest feature is its uniqueness. There's nothing like this. There's, it's, if you've got an appreciation for art, if you're looking for something that will maybe suit or improve your home decor, then the Obsidian will appeal to you, of course, if you can afford it as well. And normally people with this sort of taste, with this sort of art and decorations and various things like that, they're not they're not really, it does, they, they don't hold back from spending a bit of money to have that sort of product, to have that kind of uh, look and feel to their home as well. So uh, it's available in black or white. I had the white one. So the pictures of the white one you can see on on Tech Guide. That's that's there, the one I've got in my house. But there is a black version as well. Uh, they also look if you can afford two, you can also set up a left left and right them as a left and right stereo pair, so you can really clearly hear the separation uh, between the two to the two channels as well. Uh, but look, I've got to say, just on its own, sounds amazing. It is it is a, a big sound. For that kind of money, you'd expect nothing less, and that's what you get. You do get truly amazing audio. So it lives up to in terms of the quality of the audio side. But in terms of just being appealing as a work of art and a thing of beauty, it ticks those boxes as well. So if you're the sort of customer who wants to have all those features in one product, then the Pantheon Obsidian uh, is perhaps the right product for you. You can uh, get it now. It's available from their website, which I've linked from Tech Guide. It's also available in some retail stores too. So you might be able to get, actually take a look at this in person. Len Wallace, Sight and Sound Galleria, top three in audio tailor. They're the retailers that have uh, the Pantheon in stock. You can check out Tech Guide though for that link to their website as well as the list of those, those retail stores. But if you want to check out our complete review and see all our pictures so you can see what it looks like for yourself, you can see that at techguide.com.au. 
Our friends at the Aussie company Road have just released a brand new signature edition of its popular NT1 studio condenser microphone. Now, the this is sold. This has been around for quite a while. This has been 30 years in the market, and they've sold more than 6 million units. So it's fair to say this is probably the world's most popular studio microphone. Now, the NT1 Signature Series offers the same high-performance and classic sound quality as the original NT1 and includes the original XLR-only design. Remember last year, they were all, I think it was earlier this year, they released the fifth generation uh, that offered dual connect. So you can choose whether you want to connect both XLR or USB. They were both there to give you the option. But now the Signature Series is, is XLR-only, so pure purest uh, would be a purest audio person would be thinking XLR is the way to go. The one difference though this time around the NT1 is available in a range of colors this time. So it's uh, available in your your normal black, but there's red, pink, purple, blue and green. So you can add a splash of color to your studio. And I do like the photos that they shared. Uh, there's a woman who's singing and she's got a purple top on. And of course, she's got a purple microphone. There's another, I think she's a, an influencer or someone, a content creator. She's got wearing pink. She's got pink hair and talking into a pink NT1 microphone. Now, under the hood, of course, is Rhodes HF6 capsule. So this is the that that, that precision engineer, this, this capsule for gives you consistent performance in tonality and frequency response. So you know you're getting really quality audio. The background noise is rejected. Uh, that tight cardioid polar pattern uh, really does have smooth frequency response, high sensitivity, balance, clarity, everything you'd expect from a studio microphone, you'll get it from the NT1. It's priced at $159 US dollars. So I think it's about $299 Aussie dollars. But uh, yeah, the, all the features though that you'd expect from the NT1 is there, the large diaphragm condenser capsule. Uh, it's got the tight cardioid polar pattern as well. Uh, the classic sound signature you'd expect from the NT1, but available in a range of colors. So there you go. Check it out for yourself. Designed and made too in Rhodes manufacturing facilities right here in Sydney, Australia. Very proud Australian company doing some great work with their products, including the latest NT1 microphone. If you want to take a closer look at that? Check it out, techguide.com.au. Now, when Samsung releases a smartphone, it's normally a pretty high-end thing. We've got their Galaxy S23, 23 Ultra. Even their A-series phones are quite smart, but and they're affordable. They're more affordable. They're sort of more your you know, $300 to $500. But they've just released the new Galaxy A05S for under $250, and yet it still has this luxurious design and amazing range of features, including an upgraded camera system. So I think this is a sort of product that shows that you don't have to break the bank to buy a decent smartphone. And especially now where there's a lot of people, interest rates are going up, there's rising cost of living, your groceries cost a fortune, petrol's through the roof. There are people who may be looking to save on some of these areas. And one area which you, you can't cut out completely is your phone. We need it. And you can't cut your internet connection. You can't cut your mobile plan. 
But what you can do is have products like this, the Galaxy A05s, which gives you all the features you're after. A nice big screen. It's got a 6.7-inch Infinity U display with full HD plus resolution. It has reactive 90 hertz refresh rate. That's on a phone under 250 bucks. A couple of years ago, that wasn't a feature on a flagship phone. Now it's on a on a on a sub 250 device as well. On the camera side, triple lens system, which includes a 50 megapixel main camera alongside a two megapixel macro sensor and a two megapixel depth sensor. So this thing's going to take some pretty cool photos as well. And the, the selfie camera, the front camera, 13 megapixel, which that's been boosted from previous models as well. Powered by the Qualcomm Snapdragon 680 processor with 4 gig of RAM, 64 gig of storage. There is an option for a 128 gig uh, onboard storage, so there is a larger variant. But it does have a micro SD card slot, which I love because it means you can expand your memory by up to a terabyte. So if you put a slot of memory card in there, you've got more room to store your photos, videos, all your other files ready to go. Uh, so, yeah, and battery-wise, wow, 5,000 milliamp-hour battery on this thing. Uh, and that's that's so that, that's a day and a half that'll last you. And it also is backed by uh, super-fast charging capabilities, so 25-watt super-fast charging. So you can back up to 100% in, in like an hour or so. The, it also is built in, and this is what I like about mo most recent smartphone releases have made mention of the fact of how long the device will be supported into the future. By that, I mean how long that device will support software upgrades, security updates as well. Now, what Samsung is saying is there it, it's going to have updates to the latest security and software for an, uh, up to four years. So the end of 2027, you'll still have privacy, security, and stability improvements through the software updates. So this is a phone that's under 250 bucks that's potentially going to be still quite useful for the next four years thanks to those security and software updates. Really good to know. Now, the Galaxy A05s is $249. The 128-gigabyte variant is $299. So still under $300 for a Samsung phone with a triple camera system, a really nice display, 5,000 milliamp-hour battery, Qualcomm Snapdragon 680 processor, and uh, and 6.7-inch Infinity U display, 90 hertz refresh rate as well. It's a pretty good deal. I think a good deal for someone who just want look if they just want a new affordable smartphone. I do get a lot of readers asking, you know, from older older readers saying, look, I'm I'm in my seventies or eighties and I just want a simple phone. I'd recommend this to them because it's it's affordable and it's it's easy to use. But I reckon to a parent who is giving their child their first phone, maybe they're going to gift them a phone for Christmas because they're starting high school next year. I think this is a great choice as well. Affordable, but still offering those features that they're looking for. They want a good camera. They want a good screen. They want to be able to run all their apps as well and do it in style. So I think a pretty nice looking phone and affordable too. The Samsung Galaxy A05s for 249 bucks, 299 if you want the 128 gig variant. If you want to check it out for yourself, you know where to go, techguide.com.au. You're listening to Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec.
The Tech Guide podcast is proudly supported by Netgear. They're Australia's number one Wi-Fi brand. If your home demands superior Wi-Fi, treat it with a masterpiece in connectivity. Bring your Wi-Fi up to speed with Orbi Wi-Fi 6E from Netgear. Orbi Wi-Fi 6E is the first and only Wi-Fi 6 quad band whole home mesh system opening an exclusive all-new 6 gigahertz superhighway that's fine-tuned to deliver unprecedented Wi-Fi speeds and smoother streaming simultaneously across the smart homes of today and tomorrow. It's Wi-Fi perfectly engineered. Wi-Fi 6E, the fastest Wi-Fi ever. Find out more at netgear.com.au forward slash best Wi-Fi. All your tech questions answered. This is the Tech Guide Help Desk. The Tech Guide Help Desk is each and every week supported by Belkin, belkin.com forward slash AU. And Belkin's the place to go if you're after cables, USB-C. If you bought an iPhone 15, USB-C is around, no more lightning. And if you want a charger as well, you don't get a charger in the box when you buy a phone nowadays. So Belkin's GAN chargers, their gallium nitride chargers, uh, do support USB-C, so, and they're also strong enough to even charge your laptop. So you can have the same charger to charge your phone and your laptop and your tablet. They've also got some amazing screen protectors too. So if you've recently invested in a smartphone, a Samsung or an iPhone, then you're able to get a, the tough screen protector as well. Plus they've got a lot of charging solutions, three-in-one charger. So you want to charge your phone, your watch and your earphones, plenty of those MagSafe products. They even sell wireless noise-canceling earbuds. Check them out, belkin.com forward slash AU. Now, uh, we were talking earlier about Optus and the fact that a lot of people have decided to look around to take their business elsewhere, perhaps. And maybe you fall into that category and you haven't quite made up your mind where you want to go or what's available to you. Well, guess what? I've done a bit of work for you. I've done a bit of legwork and I've got four plans here that are aimed at different customers but ultimately give you value. Let's start off with Kogan Mobile. Now, Kogan, to be clear, uses the Vodafone 4G network. You're not getting 5G, 4G. And I particularly like their 365-day prepaid plans. I got my parents on this. I got my mother-in-law on this. It's a one-off payment, and they are covered for the entire year. Plans start at 120 bucks, and for that, you get 120 gigabytes of data, which lasts them the whole year. That that's you do that do the sums. It's that it works out at ten dollars a month and ten gigabytes per month. There's no way my parents even together would use ten gigabytes, let alone ten gigabytes each. Uh, and and their plans go all the way up to three hundred bucks a year for five hundred gigabytes a, a year. That works out at twenty five bucks a month. So that's a pretty good deal. Uh, so if you're budget conscious, you maybe want to get some extra value, then that's a great great option on Koga Mobile. Uh, moving over to Boost Mobile. Now, Boost Mobile uses the Telstra 5G network. They were one of the first uh, the first virtual network operators that had access to the 5G network. And their value plan, I think, 35 bucks for 50 gig. That's great. It's sort of fast and reliable network on Telstra. But $35, 50 gig, but that's for 28 days. So there used to be th- some offer 30 days, some offer 28 days. 28 days just just a little just a little notice to you if it's a 28 day plan then it'll there's 13 months in the year so there's 13 
upgrade there's 13 refreshes you have to do so just just keep that in the back of your mind so you're probably up for an extra month payment an extra 28 day payment throughout the year but boost 35 bucks for 50 gig using the full telstra 5g network that's pretty good value now what about a family plan Aldi Mobile, which also uses the Telstra network, but I think mainly the 4G network, 5G occasionally, thirty-five, uh, sorry, $80 family plan. That gives you 88 gig of shared data for every, for every 30 days. So imagine up to four people, say you, your wife, your partner, say two, two parents and two kids, 80 bucks a month. That gives you 88 gig between you. So that works out at what? 22 gig each per month, which is a lot. Okay. You got to tell the kids to take it easy. If they hog it, hog the data usage, you can check all this by the way, but it's every 30 days. So there's only 12 payments a year and up to four people can access it. So that's uh, something to keep an eye on. Now, uh, Amazim also uh, is around. Now I've got to tell you, Amazim uses the Optus network. Uh, whether you want to still be on the Optus network or that's up to you, but I thought I'd include an Optus plan because, as I said earlier, the the likelihood of an Optus outage happening anywhere time soon is probably really low, especially about what happened last week. So they're working really hard to ensure that doesn't happen again. Trust me, they don't want that to happen again. But it makes him. They got a plan. There's a special on right now as it's available till November 19. Fifteen dollars for sixty six oh sixty gigabytes a month. Now, up until November 19, if you get in before the 19th of November, you'll get that for $15 for this first month. Then it reverts to $30 a month. So it's 30 bucks, 60 gig of data. That is also great value. And it is that is also a 28-day refresh as well. So there's 13 payments you'll be making in a calendar year. So there's some suggestions. If you're thinking about leaving Optus or just changing, you might want to just – I think it's a good idea to check your plan to see what sort of value you're getting. I reckon that's worth doing that every couple of years. If your plan is older than two years old, it's older than two, three years, then you're probably paying more than you need to. So those plans will help you find a better deal. And that is our show for this week. Thank you so much for listening to the end. Our Mission Impossible competition too. Refer to last week's show. If you want to enter the world's easiest competition, listen to last week's episode 575 for the details on how you can win a copy of Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1 on 4K. Uh, if you need to find out about anything we've spoken about on this week's show, you know you can find the story and find more information at techguide.com.au. And we love it when you get in touch with us. So email us at info at techguide.com.au or even easier. Click Ask Stephen. Click the Ask Stephen icon and that will create an email and get it right into my inbox. We also want to give a special shout out and thanks to our great sponsors, Netgear, the brand you can trust for all your Wi-Fi needs, and also Norton, the company that can keep you and your family safe online. Thank you once again for listening. We'll be back with another show next week. So until then, stay safe and stay connected. 